Welcome, listener. This is the Pick 4 Podcast. I'm your host, Mark. Four, three, two, one. Each week, we pick a topic and then pick our four best answers. You can go to pick4podcast.com for social media outlets to email the show, get a look at the whole show catalog, and get a good look and information on routine guests, which are my friends, and they are all awesome. But for right now, let's go. Hey, everybody. Appreciate you checking in again. This is Mark. This is Pick 4 Podcast. Uh, We are a member of Let Me Know Productions, which includes not only this internet program, but having said that with Landry Griffith, Win, Loser, Tie, hosted by Ty King, Hate Pod. There's new Hate Pod. You should totally go check that out. But be careful because there's lots of cuss words in this one because somebody got really wound up the other day. Uh, today's program is brought to you by Sweetums. The Newport family has been making sweet treats in Pawnee for 80 years. Try our Nutri-Yum bars, Sweetums Sugar Splash, Nuts and Stuff, or Puppy Pops. Remember, if you can't beat them, Sweetums. All right. Here's what we're going to talk about today. Harrison McDonald, your first, like, official podcast visit. You were on the Family Feud episode, but nobody really got to talk much, right? That's true. Okay, tell me you're excited then. I am very excited. <laughs> Doesn't he sound excited? Sound so Clearly excited. he's excited, right? Uh, Mindy is here also. Hello. Mindy's been here a lot of times. Um, okay, I need to preface today's episode with spoiler alert, like, if you haven't, okay, we're going to talk about Squid Game. It's a TV show on Netflix. It's, by all accounts, the most popular Netflix show in the world right now, period. We've all watched it and completed it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss it. If you intend on watching and you don't want to know some stuff, then you probably need to skip this episode. If you don't care anything about it, and you just want to listen to the dulcet tones of the McBloods, then stick with us or turn us off and catch us another time. Whatever. It's up to you. Okay. Uh, Mindy, tell us what you know about Squid Game. Give us a synopsis, the two of you there. Oh, my goodness. A rough uh, overview. Harrison's going to be so much better. Do you want to start? Cause, no. Okay. <laughs> well, Harrison knows so much more about this, and he's going to have to just get over being shy. But um disturbing to me like a train wreck (laughs) that you cannot look away from where there's all kinds of you know people and bodies and damage (laughs) and but you can't stop looking because it's something you've never seen like to me um that could be a whole nother episode but this grabbed me the way that handmaid's tale grabbed me yeah. So I know that doesn't tell you a lot right now, but that's my teaser to make people keep listening. Like <laughs> <laughs> such a good story. Um, basically it's a story about, um, it's just survival. And so it's a story about a bunch of people who are trying to live life and, um, 
completely broke and uh, not just broke, but in debt, like lots and lots of money in debt and sort of feel like the kind of debt you could never really get out of, never climb out of and no matter how hard you work. And so they're making poor choices anyway um, to try to sort of just, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul and, you know, keep their head above water and uh, struggling in life. And they get an opportunity to uh, win a giant pot of money. And I guess we'll go into depth from, uh, about it from there. But uh, that's that's my synopsis. Do you want to talk about? I mean, that's basically all I have to say. Yeah. It's a okay. Squid Game specifically is one game that all these kids. Well, they aren't kids anymore. They're all adults. But a game they played as kids. Um. It comes back to it's the final game of six. Um, do you think that was significant in the course of the plot, like the fact that that was the final game? The Squid Game. Yeah, Squid Game is a, like a version of uh, kind of King of the Hill a little bit. Um, there are players inside an area and players outside an area and the outside area players are trying to get inside of the area and then force those so guys like defenders and yeah. yeah so the fact that the show opens with this group of kids playing this game and it kind of tells you how it like what the rules are and how the kids played every day and what the goal was do you think that that was significant that, that it was the final game that the final two contestants had to play. I think it was very significant in the story because at the very beginning, the main character and his best friend would play that game more than any other game. And him and his best friend ended up being the two people left that had to play that. And I don't know if that was intentional or not, but no, it, had it to was be. kind of the way their relationship started and it was the way it ended too. Yeah. And I think there's sort of this, um, I think we'll get to it, but, you know, once you've watched it all, you know, hindsight, you can look back and kind of see how he tied it all together and it's brilliant, but Mm -hmm. it's woven all the way through because they compete, um, and it's all childhood games. It's all, you know, games that were fun at one point when money wasn't an object and that wasn't part of the scenario. I mean, that's sort of my take from it. You know, these were games that were fun when we had nothing invested and we were out playing with our friends. And then now, you know, you're playing these games and they're not fun anymore (laughs) (laughs) in in this. So to me, like, I thought that was sort of an interesting way to to bring it about. It was all childhood games, you know, that you think, oh, yeah, this will be fun. We'll just compete in Red Rover and uh, win some money, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That is not the case, people. (laughs) So the... uh... The main character, I'm not going to try to use anybody's names because they're all Korean names. Mm-hmm. A, I'm terrible with names anyway and I don't really remember. I think his name was Gi Hyun. That's right. But I don't want to try to say that every time. The number he's assigned in the game is 456. So I will refer to everybody as their, their number, their participant number. Mm hmm. And the three of us will know who we're talking about. And if you've watched the show, you'll know who we're talking about. So let's set it up. You want to do that? Like kind of how it starts? Because that'll help people. When yeah. You start main character, uh, Gi-hyun, 
lives with his mom. He's a middle-aged guy. Uh, he's having to borrow money. Too from old his... to be living with mama. Yeah, he's uh, like forty-six. Yeah, borrowing <laughs> money a little from his mom to. Uh, and he tells her he's going to. Well, it's her suggestion to take his daughter somewhere for her birthday to eat a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. So she gives him a little money, and he's like, "Well, I can't." take her to somewhere nice with this much money so he steals her credit and she card. reluctantly gives him a handful more but yes then he steals her debit card goes to the atm probably next to empties her out and then goes to the racetrack mm-hmm. uh very clearly has a gambling problem loses right off the bat uh then wins a big one on his daughter's birthday on his daughter's birthday like the numbers or the numbers well to get the money out of the atm yeah no and then also that's who he bets on oh the horse numbers yeah yeah yeah. yeah. um cash is in a big race he's outside on the phone with his daughter telling her hey you can pick somewhere nice tonight uh and i'll have a surprise for you and then the uh bookies loan sharks whoever they are that he owes a lot of money to uh Catch him walking out of the track, see that he's in a good mood, and they figure, hey, he's probably got a little uh, of our money. <laughs> track him down inside. Uh, as he's running away from him, he bumps into a younger girl, knocks her over. Uh, he's hugely apologetic as he stands up and tries to help her up. Runs away, goes into the bathroom, proceeds to get beat up by the uh, bookies. Uh, he's like, okay, okay, I got a little money on me here. You can have what I got. He's reaching in his pocket for what he thinks is just kidding about forty grand, and the girl, when he ran into her, uh, boosted him. Uh, she pickpocketed him, so he's got nothing. So the uh, bookies are fixing to <laughs> poke a hole through his nose and get a bowl full of blood. Uh, he talks about it. Wait, 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 wait. I'll. I'll pay you whatever you want you know just give me another chance they basically i don't know if this is something in korea or not uh he signs a waiver saying that i've released my physical rights meaning i guess that you can can exchange yeah Yeah. you can exchange uh bodily parts for debt so the guy tells him look you don't pay me next month uh i'm gonna take a kidney and an eye and he signs this contract with a drop of his blood on his Like thumb. with his blood fingerprint. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's binding at that point. Um, He's feeling pretty down. Takes his daughter to a Does, crummy dinner. Yeah, take his kid to feed her the equivalent of... Accidentally got her a gun that's a lighter, <laughs> too, for her birthday. Yeah, he does manage to uh, recruit a little kid to help him win one of those uh, The Claw games. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. And he has no idea what's in it. Doesn't check first and gives it no, to No, it just daughter. hands her this box <laughs> and it's they think it's a gun at first and then she pulls the trigger and it's a lighter at least, but uh he's feeling pretty shitty. He's sitting by himself waiting on the train and a, a guy in a nice suit and with a briefcase walks up next to him, sits down and says, "Hey, how about we play a game?" and I don't remember what the name of the game is. Do you remember, Harris? I don't remember. It's basically two it's... squares, uh, red and blue, and you tried to, like, you laid it down on with the seams up, and you had to, like, yeah, throw it at the other Folded up in squares so that one side has the folded 
It reminds me side. of those when you used to do. It's a, like tiddlywinks, but with paper. You're, yeah. You're trying to flip one over with the other. You're yeah. trying to throw it down and get the one on the ground to flip. The guy tells him, look, if you can do that, every time you can flip my marker, I'll pay you 10,000 won, which is like 100 bucks, I think. Or 100,000. Um, but if and, if, and if I flip yours, you owe me. Yeah. So he's like, okay, deal. Loses the first one. He says, I don't have any money. <laughs> yeah. So the man says, so he pays him with, you can pay me if I can slap you. So I'll <laughs> slap you when, every time you lose. And that will call the debt even. Right. Also, if they weren't baby slaps, he like, slapped no, he slapped him for real. Him. Yeah. yeah. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> they were either the best slap actors ever or it was, uh, legit he was really slapping. Yeah. yeah. It was, so he gets slapped like a hundred times. He loses <laughs> and loses that cheek and off. loses, His face right? Is like <laughs> <laughs> and he finally wins one. Yep. Like after a hundred slaps, I mean, his face is just like falling off. And finally wins one, and he's like, "Ha ah, ha! In your face! I won! Ha ha! Give me my money!" And so no, he was ready to slap the other yeah. guy first. Oh, that's also, right. He didn't even he up. didn't even think about the money I like at that the point. Writing choice in that because it shows like how much joy you get just from winning as like. A kid, a was, point. well, and then his focus wasn't then, there anymore. Like, that's yeah. a great point. He lost at that point. It was just like I finally got part. one. Yeah, he just I'm wanted gonna slap to win. You. Yeah, he was ready to hit him back, yeah. and the guy was like, "Ah, here's your Good cash." Point. Yeah. Did you want money or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he does take that. He also gives him uh, a business card because the guy tells him, "Look, here's your chance to win a lot more money. If you think you want to play some more games, call this number, and they'll give you some instructions." So he goes home. Does he? Uh, I don't remember. Do you think he struggled with the decision? He did at first, because at first he was like, "It's a lot of money, but also it sounds like a scam. I'm not doing it." But then when he went home, he found out that his daughter is going to move away to America with her stepdad and her mom, and that yeah, that's if right. He had and enough if he money has establishes a home, can, yeah. yeah, then he can maybe fight for her, but. Without Nobody's going to give them to her, give her to him in his current condition. That's kind of his mom prompts that and says, yeah. nobody's yeah. going to let you so have So that's her. what motivated him to call and be like, at least I can try to make this money. Yeah. And I think, so I don't know. Like, do you think, I think he struggled with it anyway, because like he's naturally a gambler and he's naturally a risk taker and that's sort of who he's become. And so I think he struggled with like. I think people like that are sort of always chasing that big, that next yeah. big win, you know? So but also he, I mean, what was he going to do? He was at the end of yeah. his road. He wasn't working. Yeah, I mean, he, he he's listed as a chauffeur, but clearly he wasn't doing anything. Yeah. He was literally just scamming and getting by and, yeah. you know, making shady choices. But I do think Harrison's right. I forgot about that part. He's like mostly motivated by trying to keep his daughter and he wants to finally be a good dad. And that becomes a theme all the way through. So he decides he's going to. He calls the number. They tell him where to go. Uh, they're going to pick him up. The van rolls up to pick him up. Uh, he opens the door, and there are already other people in there, and they're asleep. And he says something to the effect of, oh, wow, they must be really tired. <laughs> so. And I think it's important to say here, like if we haven't already said it, Harrison said he watched it in, in Korean and had – english subtitles mm -hmm. mark and i watched it dubbed um so you have to kind of get past that point like it's it's good yeah, but you, one of the two you're still kind of overcoming some of that yeah 
I didn't mind it. Normally, that's not something I really enjoy, but if the content's good enough, then yeah, I felt like a lot of times, like not trying to be critical, but for me, it was almost like bad lip reading or whatever that is. Like, (laughs) you know, a lot of it is like the it didn't match, and when they couldn't, Mm -hmm. like in the end, when they couldn't think of something, they would just say, "Huh." Yeah, huh? <laughs> they would just add huh to the end. You're scared, huh? <laughs> you don't want to do this, huh? <laughs> you do that same thing. I do. I do. You're That's right. what I was going to say. So did they really do that, or is that just what you hear in your head? <laughs> you know it really happens. <laughs> Here we know. So he gets in this van. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to go through the whole show okay. like scene by scene, but he gets in. Uh, you at least got to get him there to understand the The game. guy driving is wearing one of the soldier outfits was which is like a it's like a red yeah hot pink uh like a painter's suit yeah yeah um and a mask and all the masks have or like those mechanic ones you know that you zip all the way yeah uh, all the masks have shapes on them and the shapes tend to represent their level of importance so there are circles there are triangles and there are squares on their on their masks the circles, I don't know that any of the circles ever talked except for to each other, like yeah, they only when they're not actually they get working. in trouble anytime they yeah. talk. Uh, the triangles spoke a couple of times, and the squares seemed to be like the they're like the sergeants or, or the the yeah. foremen of the, of the groups. Um, and I think there's a lot of like clues. They never talk about it, but there's a lot of clues in there about you know all of those are shapes that are in Squid Game, kind of how you yeah, draw how a board. The, the, Field is laid out however you want. And then um I you know, I read after and it was saying like the the O, the J and the M are in that language are written that way. Like the circle, the the square, and the triangle. And so I think it all tied in, um, but we just don't have all that knowledge. But also I just want to say the game that they're playing is actually called like when they go mm-hmm. and there's a part later on where they're looking at the archives or whatever and it says the squid archives mm-hmm. which means the entire game is based off the squid game anyway so it's almost so it's like, like hunger games then mm-hmm. to yeah. it. it's always that way mm-hmm. and this is very much like hunger games except it's a lot more people i don't i couldn't figure out how they uh recruited their people or how they kind of cut off the number but um we're getting to this, I guess, but when they go to the competition, basically, however they um, entered is the number they're wearing. And so there's people from zero one, it's like a zero zero one, all the way to 456. So in this particular game, there's 456 people playing. Yep. So I think that's interesting. I don't know what the, you know, previous games or future and games are. We talked about it. I tried forever to kind of assign some kind of importance to what the numbers like the that the main characters are wearing and other than player number one and player number 456 who is the main character character um and i couldn't really draw a correlation anywhere 456 was significant because, um, I only know this because I read later, but because 45.6 billion was the total winning amount of money. That the winner got. Yes. That's how much was in the pot. So that was a significant um, connection. The 456 and the 45.6 is what they were winning. Do you think that that 
those are, I mean, those two numbers then are going to have to correspond. If you're talking about how they arrive at the 45.6 billion, like you already know that that's the end total, right? Yeah. If you eliminate, if each player is worth, so I don't know if that's why they X amount of money, and you know you're going to eliminate all but one. 455 of them. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's just what I read. That that was on purpose. So I'm sure that has something to do with why they did 456. Because that's a weird number just to stop on. Yeah. Um. Okay. So he's asleep in the van. Next thing he knows, when he wakes up, he's in new clothes. He's in his numbered squ- overall. Yeah, squid game <laughs> attire. It's like a sea green. Yeah, tracksuit. Tracksuit. It's weird. <laughs> um, he wakes up. He's in this huge, uh, I don't know, auditorium. Like gymnasium. Yeah, kinda. gym is a better yeah. name. Yeah. That have all these beds stacked where everybody's. It's like either what? still asleep or posted up talking to each other. Reminds Nobody me of like what you would yet. see uh, when you have a bunch of immigrants that are holding. Like a detainee yes, center. Yes, yeah. yes. Because it's just like beds. I mean, rows and rows and rows. I mean, this is like six or ten high. It's something mm-hmm. crazy. Um, and people are just stacked in there. And they're all waking up at the same time in this outfit. I told Mark, the creepiest thing to me in the beginning was like, somebody dressed me. Like that weirded me <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Dude, I would have to wake up in those clothes. So that means somebody like undressed me and redressed me yeah. while I was out. <laughs> they didn't even care though they were like just get her dressed yeah, they don't say anything. so the games start basically they're told they sign a waiver there's three rules three rules um number one can you remember what they were i remember all of them except the first one what was number two so number two was that they have to play and if they refuse to play, then they're well, eliminated. Isn't that then rule they're number eliminated. One. Like, that's either if you one agree to play, two, you have you, you are playing. Yeah, you number can't. Number two is were very similar. Refusing to play one. means you're eliminated, mm-hmm. which they don't understand what eliminated means yet. And then number three is that if the majority votes, they can end the, end game, the game as a whole. That's it. Just stop it. That's yeah. all the rules they have. That's all the explanation they have. It's that's it, and they have to sign a waiver agreeing to this. Yeah. So they get all of the waivers signed. Uh, they don't even know about how much the prize money is yet. The um, It's just a blind gamble right now still. Mm-hmm. So they tell everybody, okay, let's go outside. We'll begin the first game. First game is one we all know in America called Red Light, Green Light. Everybody uh, thinks it's not a huge deal. Oh, I remember this game. In fact, two of the guys bet each other with money they clearly don't have since everybody in this place is broken. But they're sort of this theme, right, where they're all kind of gamblers and risk takers. I'll bet you a million one. I can get to the finish line before you do. He's like, you're on. Okay, bet. So what they don't know is that once you start moving, just like the, you know, playing when you're a kid, green light means you can move. Red light means, Red light freeze. means stop. Freeze. Now there's a giant robot girl that's lined up at, uh, against a tree at the other end that's running the red light and the green light. But when she turns around and if you're moving on red light, uh, there's a motion detector. If, if you are the one that's detected moving, uh, you're you eliminated. Promptly get shot. <laughs> yeah. they you're eliminated <laughs> yeah. with, with a sniper gun. There yeah. are snipers up on the walls and they just shoot you. So the first guy gets shot. 
he falls down and nobody's really entirely sure what just happened because it wasn't gross. He just fell down. I think they knew, but they were in so shock. in denial and in shock that it happened. Because yeah. like, as soon as it happened, there was the bang and they were all like, there was that bang. And then well, they everybody just froze. Kind of stopped and like... You meet a couple characters sort of in the holding area um, in this. You know, you start understanding kind of who the important players are and the non-important players are. And you meet a couple characters. And there's a little old man, and he's just giggling and just happy to be there and just senile. He's, like, almost dead. And he's player number one. And he's number one. And I think this is important because then when everybody freezes after that gunshot, um, there's – a couple other, I think, just they kind of mow a few people down. Well, the, his buddy that it's a, that he bet, yeah, realize hmm. he spits blood and he realizes that he he's shot yeah, and he it's serious. Died. He tries to turn around and run, then he gets shot. Oh, everybody starts then running. Then everybody away. panics and tries to run yeah. back to the doors, and the doors are locked, and they mow down. This game was the most two thirds of them right oh, there at easy, the beginning. Two hundred people. Just, yeah, Easy. Because everybody's panicking. Because after this first game, there were 201 people left. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. that. So more than half. But it was the most disturbing for me because the bodies piled up at the doors and yes. they tried to claw their way out. Yep. Yeah, People were climbing on top of dead on people. Stepping on top of heads. Yes. It was just hard to watch because they were so desperate to leave. Like yes. they didn't want to Meanwhile, die. there's a, a clock ticking. It's like 20 minutes. It's ticking it's down. Five. Oh, it's only five yeah, minutes. it's five mm-hmm. minutes. And... Um, the game's still happening. People are just getting shot. I mean, if you move your head, if you wave your arm, if you scream, you're dead. People are just dying, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, everybody kind of stops, just freezes. The uh, a couple people left, the yeah, 200. Everybody finally catches on. It's it. not shot. And they're like frozen out of fear, like just standing still. And this little man just starts giggling and running. He's just like, she's like, green light. And he's like, he, yeah, he and smiles just starts and takes running. off. <laughs> and he's the only one. Which Everybody's like, what is, is he doing? Yeah. But when they see that he doesn't get shot, when she turns back around and says red, they go, okay. And so everybody kind of starts like, playing. Yeah, there are rules that even the, the bad guys, I mean, they're not bad yeah. guys per se, but there are rules that will be a heated, a heated to. Yeah. So everybody follows along more get shot yep more, more get, get shot, shot. Um, <laughs> start figuring out strategies also um, this is kind of just my opinion it's not like a fact but the fact that the main character was still frozen for so long after everyone else kept moving well one he was stuck under a body so he had to move that but i think the fact that he was frozen had to do with his personality as a gambler and that he had never fully seen that his actions have consequences and oh, he didn't good, think through good this catch. action. Yes. And so he didn't realize that this could kill him. And I think he was struggling to understand that. Yeah, he made choice. an impulsive choice. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought I think it's interesting because I think he gets lucky the whole way. Like I, he definitely didn't win the game well, because I mean, <laughs> he's a winner. There was that a lot of luck. Just yeah. Uh, yeah. a part of that addiction process and they, yes. they say that at just the end kind of personality to like because the only reason he didn't die right there, kind of a coin flip, whatever yes, I'm doing here, is because bodies piled on top of him and protected him. Yeah. <laughs> but and then a friend, you know, told him kind of hide behind somebody. They start figuring out strategies. Anyway, he gets across, but barely in time, right? Yeah, at at the buzzer. And he what's like left? A hundred and something at that point. I mean, or I don't know how much was left. 
at the very end of that game, there were 201 people left. Okay. So there were more yeah, than that because after the big... So like big more than half over. died in the very first game. Yep. Easy. Brutal. I was like, what are we watching right now? So they go in. Uh, that's sort of where the first episode ends. Uh, they go in. They realize that they do, in fact, have the power to stop the game if the majority votes that way. So they call for a vote. Um, they get down to the final vote. Also, I just want to, sorry for interrupting. That's fine. They were all just kind of crying and begging to go home. And the workers were like, okay, but first look at how much money you win. And so, oh yeah, then they, they start, in. yeah, and dropping money like, in the piggy bank. Okay, hold on. So then yeah. they voted. <laughs> well, that was really that scary. Was but really cool, wait, hold but. on. There's money. Well, I mean, those 200 people's lives really weren't <laughs> that important. I think it's a good writing choice to show how mm-hmm. much money can kind of change your perspective. Like, oh, yeah, it's and not your, me that's dying if I win. Yeah, it's and them. your morals mm-hmm. and your ethics, it's right, and your humanity. <laughs> and the the rule was either you guys can. Uh, play this out and the winner will get this huge amount of money or if you quit right now we'll send all that money as it exists now to like all to the eliminated families. players families so they hold a vote uh it gets down to the old man yeah 104 yeah. and 100 against the old man casts the deciding vote and he votes no he votes to discontinue the game so they do pack everybody up and send them all home. Um, everybody goes back to their lives and most of them realize things aren't ever going to be any different. Yeah, they realize that their life sucks. Like th- that was really their only chance to make it better. So they get an opportunity to go back. Also, I just want to say the main character had even more motivation to go back after that because mm. as soon as he went home, he found out his mom has diabetes and is not treating it. Mm-hmm. And if she and she's working so much, she's on her feet so much that if she doesn't get it treated, then they have to amputate her feet. And then hospitals are very expensive and he doesn't have any money to pay for that nor does she yeah she works and that's sort of the dynamic fruit stand or something of every single person in that place is like it's just one disaster in their life after another after another like all of them are sort of facing that same kind of fate in a different version right yeah everybody needs that money well, she was in the hospital when he got out, right? Yes. And then he went to see her in the hospital, and that's when they told him, like, if she doesn't stop and rest and pay for treatment, we're going to have to cut her feet off. Yeah. And so. he has zero money. He goes to his ex-wife's house and sort of says, hey, <laughs> can I borrow some yeah, money? can I borrow some money or they're going <laughs> to cut my mom's feet off? <laughs> <laughs> She's already not happy with it. Yeah. Um, her husband and his daughter then come through the door. Um, it's not a super, that meeting doesn't go great. Yun leaves, uh, the husband follows him out, tells him, look, here, have this money. 
Egon tells him, I'll try to pay you back. And he says, don't worry about it. That's not what this is about. He's basically telling him, look, I'm paying you this money, so you'll go away. Because we're yeah, fixing to like, move to America. To yeah, please don't come again. back. And he, that didn't go over well. He hits yeah. the guy. Throws the money on the ground. Yeah, says, doesn't even no. take the money then at that point. And decides uh, that he'd like to go back to the game. Was there anything, uh, like, I don't remember a whole lot about that second uh, episode they just kind of showed some of the other characters so living sucky lives showed and that number 67 she's a girl from the north and her mom is stuck in the north and then she her brother is stuck in an orphanage because she doesn't have the money to adopt him or to have a house for them so that just shows her motivation for going back and 67 and then, is the same girl that boosted yeah it's a pick uh, at the Racetrack. And then it shows Ali, which is this immigrant from Pakistan who is just, he had never gotten paid from his last job, so we went and beat up his old boss, took his money, and then gave it to his wife and child and said, go back home, I'll meet you there later. And then... And like all of them, because the girl that boosted the, you know, uh, main character, she has a fight in the very beginning scene with kind of the bully of the group because he taught her how to mm-hmm. boost and then she kind of betrayed him. So like everybody is kind of just shady in there and they're all just living that sort of shady life where they're thieves and yeah. et cetera. Right. So yep. they all kind of realize, or a lot of them do not all of them come back. Right. Yeah. yeah there are 30 There's, something that don't come back. Yeah. Like 180 of the 201 come back. And I remember at the time, the front man says uh, how many of them didn't come back. They tell him, you know, there were 30 or so that didn't come back. And he says specifically, keep an eye on them. I thought for sure at some point, those characters, the people that didn't come back, were going to play a part in the story, and then they, they never, they never really did. did. Yeah. And I don't know that you set that up, Mark, but the front man is kind of this... Uh, the MC, right? He's kind of the director, and I don't know if you said that manager. Yeah. He's you know. not like the owner, but he's like the manager that kind of he's controls kinda it all. Yeah, in Ru- charge of when it run, happens. Yeah, when the games start and stop, and and like if people are misbehaving, and you know whatever, he's yeah. the one kind of calling them out yeah. on it. And also, I think he told them to keep an eye out on the ones that didn't come back because he was worried that they might do something to expose the game. Maybe. Because it's point. like those 30 were still gone. Maybe they might do something. Well, uh, I mean, Guillaume tried to. He went to the yeah. police and, and he's talking to the desk sergeant and they kind of blew him off because he didn't have any details about who organized it, how they got there, where it was. Um, but as he's doing that, a detective is escorting a, a prisoner in. Or a sub. I mean, he's not a prisoner. Suspect, whatever. Uh, and he kind of overhears the conversation and, and it piques his curiosity and you find out why later. Um, so when the people die, let me just say that, and we may be getting too in detail, but they bring out this just beautiful black box with sort of this pink ribbon on it. And they put all the dead bodies, you know, one goes to each one. It's like a coffin, but it's like literally a, like a gift wrap box. It's weird. Yeah. Um, and they haul them off, and then they put them in, like, an incinerator, and they cremate, them. cremate all of them. So I think that's important to talk about. They Do keep... you think that represents anything specific? 
I don't, man, I feel like it should, but I don't know. I and I like didn't. Everything was intentional, mm-hmm. but we might know. That's what know I was why. thinking. Like, I mean, that's kind of a popular theme with Korean programs, anyways. Usually, even the smallest details mean something Tie in. somewhere. It was very well written. And I, I definitely think we should Google that, but I don't know the answer. But I mean, just these beautiful boxes. Like, if you're just going to cremate them, just put them on a. You know what I mean? Just a flat piece of plywood or something and shove it in there. Like, why are you putting them in these really nice boxes? I think that even though they kind of were killing them off for the game, they still wanted them to have a fair death and still be respectful even after death. So I feel like that's why they... But it's just weird because, like, the families never know what happened to these Mm -hmm. people. They're just gone. There's no discussion, and that's 200 people. But anyway, I think that's an important piece of it, so... Okay, they go back. Uh, they don't know where. I mean, it's to an island. We know that, the viewer, but the players don't know that. They go back. The game continues. So the next game is the honeycomb game, right? Yes, so sugar honeycombs. This is and the man with the umbrella. Yeah, so... Multiple people have figured out what the game is going to be beforehand. One of them is a doctor who's been doing surgeries to take organs from the dead body and sell them. Like on Under the duress. Market. Like yeah. the and guards the, are making him do yeah. it. And then the workers are giving him information about the game. And then he has told his whole group. Or he hasn't told them yet, but he does. He goes picture. and tells his yeah. allies kind of like, hey, yeah, I know. And then number 67 sneaks in the vent and sees them making or boiling sugar. And then she tells Song Woo, who is the main character's childhood friend, and he realizes what game they're playing, but he makes the choice not to tell anyone and just kind of keep it. It's where his uh, shadiness sort of began, I guess. Well, I mean, really, it probably started in the red light, green light, because he figured out how to hide behind behind the... Use other human shields. Yeah. <laughs> I think he... So the seed's been planted. Now we're really getting an idea that maybe he's not as wholehearted as mm-hmm. we are led to believe. Mm-hmm. And he was one, we kind of didn't, because you can't tell everybody's history, but he was one that was sort of the town hero. Yeah, and he went to university in Seoul, which yeah, is yeah, super Yeah, all the time said, oh, he went to yeah. SMU business school. That's how smart he is. He's super genius. He's supposed to be super rich, and he's supposed to be on yeah, a and business he's, trip. And then he's got fraud charges like, hanging over his head, and he's in yeah, he's, 11D Godzillion Juan worth of debt. Mm-hmm. Like, and, he's and, and his mom's name, too. Yeah, um, he listed her house as collateral. Yeah. So it's like... um, Okay, so the, the honeycomb game is... There are four different shapes and they have them etched into them. these honeycomb uh, little discs. So they give them a disc and a needle and you have to finish extracting the shape out of the out of the center of this honeycomb without breaking it. If you break it and you're you only eliminated. have like ten minutes or yeah. something to so, do. So uh, high pressure one People dying around you. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just want to say, I knew Song Woo knew when he picked the triangle immediately. They were like, oh, because they, yeah, they should, decided to diversify. They said, should we split up? And yeah. Song Woo said, we should definitely split up. I think that's definitely the play here. Yeah. And I'll take the triangle. 
And then he was like, also, I want the triangle. And they were like, okay. So, so there was a the triangle, a circle, a star, uh, a star and, and an, an umbrella. umbrella. Which is... Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so almost, yeah. They split up. The group is made of Songwoo, Ali, the old man, and the main character. Yeah, you and definitely see alliances forming, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The main character ends up with the umbrella, just because I think he said it has some symbolism in his life because his mom always gave him a broken umbrella when he was a yeah, kid. Yeah, he wanted yeah. the nice umbrellas like all the other kids mm-hmm. had. The old man gets the star, and Ali gets the circle. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Yep. Yun uh, figures out that it was an accident to start with, but as he's looking over his honeycomb disc, as he's trying to etch it out, he drips sweat on it, and it softens up around the edge. And he figures out that 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 moisture, because it makes it softer, would make it easier to cut out without breaking. So he picks his up and starts licking the back of it. Everybody else catches on to what's going on. They start doing the same thing. But still, people are yeah, it's getting blasted you know, all around you. Yeah, high stress situation. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's we see this girl who in the previous episode was crying wanting to go home because she hadn't even named her child yet. And the child was like four weeks old. Yeah. But... And then you see her, and she snuck in cigarettes and a lighter, and she was using the lighter to heat up her needle and then just carve it Yeah, out. and on the way out, after she got her shape out, she drops it for the... For the mobster. The, yeah, the other bad the, guy. You know, number 101. Um, and kind of, like, gives him the, the thumb movement, like, hey, flick it, and actually yeah. turn it on. He puts two and two together to figure it out. So there's some uh, alliances forming... Some uh, folks you figure out will stretch the rules, bend the rules. Of course, at this point, like in my mind, I say this a lot. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you if you're... You try and find loopholes. Yeah, if your life is on the line, why wouldn't you lick the back of your face? And there are some real unlikable characters, you know, starting to show their face and... Um, so you're starting to form kind of the, like I, for me, one thing that I started getting real disturbing for me, not this episode, but the next episode was like, I actually started rooting for some people to die and some people to live. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, what a shitty person I am right now. I think like, that was writing on purpose. For too. sure. I but I mean, well, isn't that sort okay. Of a, so you watch a lot of anime stuff. Yeah. Is that not like a pretty common thread through yeah. most anime shows is I would say most like really Asian. dislikable characters and then betrayal somewhere mm-hmm. towards the back end of the story. Or they'll give you really likable characters and, and then, then they kill them, go off and either kill them or they'll or do like a really terrible thing being the ones you root yeah. for to die later yeah. on. And so it kind of gives you mixed feelings. Like, do I want them to die? Cause I liked them two episodes ago. Yeah. So kind of a hard. Thing. I mean, I did. I was like, who am I right now that I want this person to die? Like, what is this life worth? You know, <laughs> but I did find myself saying like, you know, he's a better person. Like they're all killers, but like he's killing for a good reason. And uh, like, I just don't like him. <laughs> you know, I don't like his face. He can, so go. He can die. <laughs> like I found myself anyway, um, rooting where I should not have been rooting. Like the whole thing is messed up, but. So I'm not sure if it happens in this episode or the next one, but 
after that, they go back and they kind of figure out, well, what happens is the mobster ends up beating up this one guy and kicks him and he ends up dying. And they realize that the guards don't care and they'll just Mm -hmm. let him die. So that's when violence starts to break out and they start killing each other outside of the game. Yeah, when everybody should be going to bed and (laughs) there's the giant fight in the dark. So they build barricades and they're like, four core teams of about 10 people each. I mean, it literally becomes Hunger Games where people are just like, you can't, you have to sleep with an eye open yeah, or take shifts. Like two guards or, or, mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the same time that you're figuring that out, you're starting to figure out that something's not right with the guards and um, there's more story there. So like there's some shady shit, you know, how they're feeding the doctor information for the kidneys and they're smuggling those out and selling them. But this is not part of the plan. You realize this is extra. Yeah. So I think, I mean, it's just, it gets super involved and we're not even telling you all, you still have to watch it. Like we're telling you a lot, but yeah, I was just thinking like, you know, the detective Mm -hmm. followed the next round of once they went back, he He snuck snuck in. Yeah. Pretended to be a guard. So he's he's embedded now. He's investigating mm-hmm. and um, getting as much information as he can. Mm-hmm. You come to find out, and I don't think this is. I mean, it's farther up, but you come to find out that he's there for a specific reason because um, he thinks his brother may be there, and so he thinks he's a contestant, and he's trying to find who he might be or where he might be. He's, or he's hunting. Had been yeah. at one time. Yeah. Cause he and then he goes to archives and find out his brother was actually the winner of the game, a couple years back. So it's kind of like he knew he was there because he won. has one of his kidneys. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was able to see like it was somebody who was missing a kidney. Yeah, so yeah. he was afraid that they had maybe taken some of his brother's body parts. Um, found out that wasn't it. So he's chasing that story. You're chasing all the, you know, kind of backhand stuff. You've got all these people kind of infighting. Okay, after the the nighttime right, what's what was the next game? Tug the next War. one is Tug the one that right. says "Stick to the Team" is the title, and they have to break into Four teams. teams of ten, uh, yeah, which there are eighty people left, so it's eight teams, teams of, of yep. So by now they're figuring out there's a lot of physical elements to what's going on. So the 101 Cheaters yeah the <laughs> the bad guy yeah who has inside the information the worst guy yeah who's caught some inside information from the doctor starts trying to pick his team and he's trying to pick the biggest strongest dudes he can find so he cuts the girl off who had to name her child and yeah. then she kind of <laughs> had sex with him mostly so that she could have could form a She kind of had yeah. a little yeah. bit of sex with him in the bathroom, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Right before, <laughs> and then he still said, like, go away. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with you. Like and so she her loses her shit. Her. Yeah. So she didn't get picked for she didn't tug get of war. At right? all, yeah. Yeah. So they haul her off, but oh, you no, don't really... No, that was later. That was a later but game. That she, was the pairs. That was the marble yeah. game. Yeah. She ends so up on a tug She doesn't game. get picked, but there's one team left with nine, since it's an even number, and it's the main character, Songwoo Ali, okay. number 67. Yeah. And they end up with, like, four or five dudes, and they're not even, like, good They builds. end up with the old yeah. man, the old man some like weak ones, old man, several three, girls. Yeah, three women. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> they, they are the misfits. They were... 
probably expecting to lose and die yeah. right there. So the, fir- the, the first tug of war happens. Uh, you realize that the winning team, if you lose, you get pulled off the deck and you fall like a hundred feet to your yeah. to your death there and just splatter on the floor. And then if you're not dead, they come by and shoot you just to make sure. Yeah. And then those guys come in like Oompa Loompas with all the caskets and they put them in there, except there's no happy song. And they put them in those and take them to burn them. Yeah. And what they're doing is like except the ones that they're the ones they don't burn. Harvesting yeah, there's like a drop and they stick them in the furnace, drop the casket and then go ahead and like light the fire so that the powers that be will think that they went ahead and did the right thing. Yeah. So, during this episode, that's brutal. All these bodies just like fall to the ground and it's just a bloody mess and so second team third team come up and there's just a bloody mess down below them and so there's kind of this struggle to win right so four teams win four yeah teams the misfits die. figure out they win sort of by strategy more than brute force the old man played this game all the time when he was a kid yeah and he was unbeatable and son Wu, who's uh the brains of the operation tells them, look, we have to sort of just let them wear themselves out for a minute. They stagger how they're holding the rope. Everybody just leans back to begin with. And they let the other team kind of mm-hmm. just pull and get tired first. And then they realize that didn't really work. So then song was like, just take three steps forward. Yeah. So work. they give them a bunch of slack all at once so that the other team falls down and then they Pull them down pull to their death. Yep. Also, they're chained to the rope, so it's not like they can just like let go and walk yeah, away. Yeah, there's yeah. They have to <laughs> there's walk. no uh, changing your mind mid tug of war there. And I, you know, at this point, I said, "What if you just didn't play?" And Mark's like, "You still die." Yeah, like that was part of there. That was yeah. So that made me sad. So about this time, also, um, you realize that. Um, well, I mean. I don't know where I was going to go with that. I had a point because I was going to talk about kind of this is like, you know, sort of when you think about like a movie, right? This is like kind of where like the height of it, right? Like you're kind of going, this is for real. All these people are dead. Like all this crap is happening behind the scenes. Um, The front man will take off his mask and like turn on jazz or something and like drink (laughs) drink whiskey and like just watch. I mean, he's just Mm. entertained by this. And it's just, you start realizing like, this is some fucked up shit, you know? Mm. To me, like, this is the part where you're just like, but you're in it, man. I mean, this is the body spread on the train, you know, everywhere. You're just watching this wreck and you're like, I'm in it. I got to know how this, I'm invested and I got to know how this ends. Okay, so after tug of war, uh, they come back. Each time after a round, they've they've removed a bunch of beds and stuff. So the bed count is getting smaller and smaller. The player pool is getting smaller and smaller. So now we're down to forty. 40? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and this is the time where the main guy realizes they're harvesting organs too. The front man realizes what's yeah. happening. Yeah. So he yeah. goes and kills everybody involved and said i didn't care that you harvested the organs but you made it unfair by giving the doctor an advantage yeah i saved a quote he said and he he says um 
you know, we play for equality here. Everyone is equal while they play this game. Here, the players get to play a fair game under the same conditions. All of these people suffered from inequality and discrimination out in the world, and we're giving them their last chance to fight fair and win. So it was interesting to me because it was like the one kind of like, like decent thing, you know, in yeah. this like horrible thing was like, I remember I cheered and I, I told Mark, I was like, <laughs> good for him. I mean, the rest of this sucks, but like good for him for putting his foot down and saying, we're going to fight fair at least. The rules are the rules, man. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Anyway, so kind of all this is kind of coming out. And then he makes in the very next episode, it starts and he says, I want to apologize to you. You have you haven't been playing a fair game. We've eliminated that. Like they killed the doctor. They killed yeah. all the and people. Then hung him up yeah, for show hung. and said, this will happens when you break. The they rules. hung from the ceiling. Um, so I thought that was important because it kind of turned the game a little like. So now we're down to 40. Next uh, is marbles. Yeah, the next is the marbles. I think this is this is the most. It's the high, highest rated episode in the series, it's and the I mean, it's for episode. a reason. Yeah, um, they tell them get in partners, and so they figure, oh, so we're playing two v two or something. Yeah, yeah they're, they're so still they thinking partner team up oriented stuff. <laughs> Ali Songwoo partner up, and they're the like betraying man. each other for strength and saying like, hey, you and me can win. Mm-hmm. This is the one where they don't pick the annoying girl. Yeah, she's yeah, on man out. She gets dragged away, and they think, "Oh, she's just gonna go get shot." Yeah. So. And so this is like to me the worst because people pair up, and they have to go in and play a game. But when they get in there, they realize that the person you chose as your partner, you're playing against that person, and only one of you gets to live. So yeah, now, not yeah. really your partner. This yeah. is your uh, opponent. Opponent, <laughs> and they it's like heartbreaking because these people have formed alliances and chose each other because they trusted each other mm-hmm. and now they have to betray each other they ha- i mean somebody has to die it's awful it was the hardest yeah. to watch i thought it yeah. was difficult because it was when ali and song Wu were playing um ali had one and song was like just give me one marble just <laughs> yeah one that marble, game was over <laughs> and ali was and like, ali's such a good dude ali was like i can't i'm sorry i need to feed my family at first and then song woo kind of turned it on and was like mm-hmm. what if we share the marbles and play against other teams so mm-hmm. that we don't die but they die and ali was like okay cool so it kind of he gave the marbles to him and that was a mistake Gave him he the old switcheroo. The for rocks. Yeah, I felt like it here it made me, I was it. so angry. And I think this is where I really started rooting for people to live and to die. And like the truth is like all of them had done kind of shady shit at this point because that's just what you have to do. And I wrote on here like your will to survive um, sort of outweighs everything else. And at that, you know, started really playing on me. Like what would I do to live? Because um, they were betraying each other. They were... Um, tricking each other uh some of them two of the girls said let's not play at all let's just get to know each other and at the end we'll just do one quick thing and whoever wins wins and uh one of the girls ends up sacrificing she literally just gives the game um, to the other girl because she says you have more to live for than me you know after they got to know each other she didn't have any family 67 at least had her yeah brother in the orphanage and her mom and mom and she said i got nothing here you've given me happiness you know just being my friend basically i mean those aren't her words but and so she just throws the game and it's just it's traumatic because like 
the girl that wins cries and it's like, don't do this. You know, it's just awful because you see kind of all these different, you know, people playing each other. And uh, one man, his wife was his uh, <laughs> yeah, partner. Partners, and yeah. so she <laughs> dies. And yeah. so, you know, because he beats her. The and, hardest one for ugh. me was the main character and the old man. Because mm-hmm. before they even found out they were playing against each other, they were like, we're best friends. Well, he peed we're himself. Don Boo. He peed himself. The old man the peed himself. And was super embarrassed. And mm-hmm. so the main character gave him his jacket to wrap around him. And then they kind of set it up so they were like super close. And then they had mm-hmm. to play against each other. But then the old man was having dementia. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> he would be like, Do Or I, was he? I don't, he won. He, faked it, he basically ends up winning, and then the main character tricks him into giving all of his murders back. Like, and they laid this super emotional yes. thread through it, where this was like hit the old man's neighborhood back when he mm-hmm. was young, and mm-hmm. with his wife, his and, wife his and his kids, and, and this looks just like our neighborhood. And in fact, this looks just like my porch. And I would come home and I would watch the kids play in the street. And, mm-hmm. and he would say, like, he would get, like, say, you know, they had to guess odd and even. And he would say, like, it's, it's odd. And it was clearly odd. And then he would, the main character would open his hand and um, the old man had won. And the old man would look at the main character and he would say, wait, what did I say? Did I say odd or did I say even? And so the main character's like, you said even. And he starts taking, you know, so then he wins, but he didn't. And Mm -hmm. it happened again and again until he kind of tricked him out of all but one. Also, I want to say the acting in this scene was really good. They portrayed the characters really well. It was so good. Because the main character had this kind of like conflicted Mm -hmm. look, like, he, well, he hated to do it, but yeah. he, he also he had to, to do it. Yeah. This is that will to like, live, right? To live, that instinct to live. Sucks. Mm-hmm. And he was crying the whole time, and he was super mm-hmm. sad. And, uh, I mean, if you look at all of the pairs that were focused on, so Ollie and Sanwoo, Ollie was crying the more than once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the entire Marvel game. Uh, the girls were crying. Yoon and the old man. The girls, mm-hmm. yeah, the only ones that really weren't was the oh, thug was, and his partner. It was heart-wrenching. Because they picked each other for strength, mm-hmm. and so they were, like, trash-talking the whole game, like, <laughs> yeah. let's switch games. I bet I can beat you in this one. I don't so think those two gave a crap about anybody, period. Mm-hmm. They did Like, they were both just villains, and they deserved each other. That was the only one where I was like, you guys deserve each other. But, <laughs> but on the others, it was just heartbreaking. I mean, it was heart-wrenching watching that because you didn't want it to yeah. end that way, but it had to. Because it was and Ali so, had a wife and child at home. Yeah. And so watch this really episode. Hard. I don't even want to ruin all of it, but it ends. And so half of those people die. And in the next episode, you're down to, I don't know, Half of 20 40. people. 20, so it's 20. Yeah, 20 people maybe. And, and um, this is called the VIPs, and they're preparing for um, the VIPs to come start watching now. So this is sort of like the final of the – or the whatever. Second to last game. Yeah, next to last game. Um, you're like in the final four at this point, uh, right? Like yeah. if, if yeah. we're talking. And so the VIPs are kind of flying in and, you know, they're, they're expecting, the preparing for them. They run to, games in other areas mm-hmm. of the world. Yeah, and apparently this is where you find out that these squid games are happening all over the world, not just here. This is just the one we're watching. So I think that's important. And the man whose wife um, 
you know, had just died, he ends up hanging himself. He just can't take it. He's yeah, he so checked out. Through him and the doctor and everyone else, there the ends up being 16 out. left. Yeah. I remember that part. So, so by the time the next game starts, yeah, they're down to 16. The next game is the glass tile game. You have to choose your number before you ever enter the the theater. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Before they even know what they're playing. Yeah, you don't even know the rules or what the game is yet. 1 through 16. This one is not a childhood game, but... <laughs> no. It ends up that they are on... There's this glass um, that you have to kind of get across, and some are tempered and can hold two people, and some are just normal glass, and they're going to shatter when you land on it. And you have to go in order, 1 to 16, and good luck, basically. Yeah, these two, <laughs> there's two glass tiles side by side, so you have to step on one. You either choose wisely or you don't. If you choose wisely, you move on to the next one, and then the player behind you can go. So, and it's timed. Yeah, there's yeah, so 20 minutes. I don't, I don't know that that number had any sort so of. So basically, you know, you watch number one fall, you watch number two fall, you watch number. They three all go fall, about like, one or two squares forward and, and then, then fall. they're dead brain matter and blood is all over the floor <laughs> while you're trying to win the game i mean yeah. really yeah. it's and the vips are all wearing masks and laughing and drinking scotch and just um they're making bets on these people i thought that was interesting i wrote down yeah. um rich people making bets on the poor people um just to entertain themselves like it was just um like that is conflicting. Like the the longer this show went on, I'm just like, this is insane. Also, they didn't even like one of them bet on number sixty nine purely because because he's immature. Yeah, he was 69. 69, yeah. Yeah. So that shows how little they valued them for even like how good they were at the game. Yeah, they, they didn't like research the people existing. or anything. At one point, somebody said. Uh, one of the guys does really good and they're like wow he's really good what is he doing and they're like well his profile says that he was a glass maker and they're like oh my gosh how did I miss that so they hadn't even taken time really to read it but they were betting on these people and in fact the immature dude is like fat and gross and of western descent um who's vote who wants 69 to win and when 69 dies he's all mad and he's like well I guess I'll go with 96 then like, because he still just doesn't, I mean, he's just all about sex and, you know, he doesn't care. Like, he's just betting on these people. But these people are freaking, like, trying to just stay alive. <laughs> it's so sad. Some more betrayal during the game. You know, one guy pushes another guy yeah. off. Song Woo pushes someone. Song Woo pushes that somebody. That sets the seed for, like, The okay, girl Song pulls Woo's. the thug down with her. Mm-hmm. So we get down to three. Which is number sixty-seven, the main 67, character. Sixty-seven, and Sun Woo and Gi Hyun. And, and uh, I think it's important here, like the main character. I'm sorry, I don't know their names very well, but he starts screaming at this other, the other guy, saying Woo like, basically, you're awful and you're a murderer and you've done all these awful things. And it's like I'm conflicted because, yeah, he's really awful, but like they're all awful. They've all done awful <laughs> yeah, he, things. They've he just all lied and people. cheated the old man yeah. out of the marble. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, he is being self righteous right now. It's yeah. like the whole like your sin is worse than my sin kind of debate. It was yeah. awful, and I felt that I felt torn there, like. Nobody deserves this money at this point. But also, these rich people can't keep it. So, I don't know. But anyway. Also, at the end of that game, they kind of just blow up all the glass that's left, and it flies that's and cuts a bunch say. of them. Yeah. And number 67 catches a huge piece right into the chest. They're not the chest, but like the stomach area. Mm-hmm. 
And so she's already injured and bleeding. She's hurt bad. Yeah. So she pulls it out, tries to wrap it when they get back. Mm-hmm. So then, then you kind of go into... Um, at this point, the cop has escaped now mm-hmm. with enough knowledge that he thinks... Can convict them. Yeah, he can crime. at least get the cops to show up wherever he's He's, like, at. videoed some stuff and all that, but he has to, like scuba dive out he has to like steal a scuba dive outfit and he like scuba dives to a near he like outfit yeah he scuba dives he like puts that phone in a ziploc bag and you know then he gets ziploc bags are amazing i don't even know then he gets like free from there and like runs up this huge hill and then um is just trying to get service to send it and every time he sends it meanwhile everybody's chasing him right trying to kill him but um he every time he gets near where he just thinks he has a bar, he's trying to send it. So because he knows if they get him, like, he was able to call the chief, and I'm not sure how much of the conversation went through because it was breaking up. But I do think he was able to get across. He was somewhere south of mm-hmm. South Korea and didn't even really know. He's like, and I don't know where I am. Just yeah. <laughs> he said, send, send people. Yeah. <laughs> he said south on an island somewhere. So he's out. The soldiers and front man are figure out that he's escaped. Uh, they're after him and they In catch pursuit. up. Catch mm-hmm. up to him. Um, detective runs out of places to run, so he's on a cliff's edge. His phone doesn't work now. Uh, they've got him surrounded. He's got one bullet. Uh, he shoots the front man, but it's in the kind of the right shoulder. A flesh wound. He's okay. Front man uh, then tells Unmasks him, himself. Yeah, tells him, look, I'll show you who I am. It turns out he is detective's brother. Mm-hmm. He was, in fact, previously. the winner. Yep, he'd won previously. Previous. Yep. And now he is the front man. <laughs> now he's running this game, yep. and he promptly shoots the detective, and he falls off the cliff. His own brother. His own brother. Yep. Now, you don't know that he's dead, per se, but there is a splash. There is a splash. There's a little shot in the shoulder, not the head. That's right. He was shot pretty much the same same spot. But he fell so, so, so far. Like, yeah. So some people are saying it was in the heart, but I'm pretty sure it was in the upper shoulder. So it's kind of debated. Stay tuned. Yeah. We hope there's a season two so we can figure this out. Okay. That kind of wraps up that branch of the story. So while that's happening, the three winners that are left get tuxedos and this huge steak dinner and wine, right? Mm -hmm. They're like celebrated for their... 67 is bleeding out at the table. Yeah, she's not very interested in eating. Uh, Sun Woo and Gi Hyun are stuffing themselves. Mm -hmm. We really thought that was going to... Be a, I thought that was going to be, be a ter- problem. Yeah, because like they, the the thing they we've glossed really over. Days. Yeah, I was going to say the thing we've glossed over is like single potatoes or yeah, a single got, corn on the cob. They got or acorn, one egg. acorn on the cob. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they didn't enforce that everybody gets one. The potato they, said, they if got. You get in line and get it. Yeah, yeah get they. It. And the potato so they got was, like, was raw. It was like literally just eating it like an <laughs> apple. I mean, it was just. That's all they'd had. And then they had this huge meal. And I was like, they're going to be so sick tomorrow. The guys stuffed themselves. Mm -hmm. Like it's a competition. Yeah, 67 (laughs) eats four bites and is done. And she's bleeding out right there at the table. She's like yellow almost. Like she's so sick. They go to 
they retreat to their beds. They don't go to bed well, per se. First, they clean up all the dinner, except oh, they yeah, yeah, give yeah. them the steak knives and just kind and of... They leave everybody them. one they knife on the table, so everybody sticks it in their pocket. They're used steak knife. Yep. <laughs> it's... So Retreat they, to their uh, goes whatever. to their bunks. All of them try and stay awake so that they don't get stabbed. <laughs> yeah, in their so sleep. the other one doesn't sneak up on them so mid nap. Sixty-seven is falling asleep and mm-hmm. dying, and so the main character walks over and is telling her we should team up to beat Songwoo because I hate him for I don't know killing people. Mm-hmm. So he kind of says that, and then he realizes oh, she's bleeding out right here on the bed. Yeah, they try to form that alliance. And he's like, let's, she says, let's agree that if I get out of here without you, you'll take care of my family or I'll take care of your family. And if you get out of here without me, you'll take care of my family. And he's just like, won't say yes to that. But he knows, he knows that that Sun Woo won't win. He's going to do what he can to not let him win. She's bleeding out. He to the point to she out. passes out, really. He thinks Song Woo is asleep. He was going to go stab Song Woo, but number 67 was like, She said, that's, that's not, not who you yeah, are. That's not a yeah. you thing to do. Yeah. And he's like, you're right, and walks away. So and he goes over to the door trying to get the guard's attention to get her some medical help. As the guards approach the door, they walk in with... Her casket. With, yeah, with a new coffin. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And as he, as he turns back around to look where 67 is, Sun Wu is now standing over her, and he's Slitter stabbed throat. her right in the yeah. neck. And she's dead, dead. They pack her up. It's down to just the two of them now. And they play the squid game. And they have to play squid game. And no violence is restricted, and they get to keep their knives. So it's <laughs> yeah, like a no, mini sword fight the whole no, time. Uh, only rules in Squid Game are the rules of Squid Game. So, yeah. yep. Don't get pushed out if you're offense and defense push them out. Yep, but how those rules are interpreted are pretty loose then at that point. So yeah, it's kind of just... Uh, Gi-Hoon tricks him right off the bat and throws dirt in his face to be able to get across the squid's body to actually start the combat inside the, the confined space. They they did a coin toss where they decided who got to be offense yeah. or defense. Yep. Before all that. Mm-hmm. Because I think that was important just in how it got played. Because the, when the very first episode starts, the main character talks about how when he played Squid Games, he felt like a king because he won. And, like, it's really hard to win. And he just felt like, you know, the king and really celebrated it. You know, reminds me of, like, kind of Sandlot, you know, and the kid hits the home run, and it's like everybody celebrates him. And so I thought it was important that he ended up being offense because it was sort of, like, full circle. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I interpreted it. Uh, so anyway, he's going to vow to like yeah, murder hard like, this I'm friend of his. Murder you so good. Yeah, he's going to murder the the crap out of this <laughs> friend of his. So they're they're in the confined space. They're beating the shit out of each other. They It starts raining, of course. Of course yeah. it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's like to the point that they're barely even touching each other when they hit each other because they're so exhausted that they keep hitting each other. They do manage to stab each other. So Sun Woo stabs Gi Hyun in the, like in the hamstring. Uh, The other one gets stabbed in the hand. Yeah. Right through the hand palm. 
some wound got stabbed where somewhere else. The heel, remember, because you said something about splitting. Well, I told that. him to cut his Achilles, but he oh, he didn't bites do that. it. He bites yeah, yeah, his ankle and yeah, like spits it out. His, he spits yeah. the skin out. Like he <laughs> yeah. just bit off his he's friend. He's not ready to die there. It's pretty brutal. They're beating the shit out of each other. Uh, Yun finally beats Sun Wu enough that Sun Wu's just laying there getting rained on. He's about to stab He's him. He's about to stab Basically him. Basically submitting. He's laying there off. saying, yeah. stab me, we're done. And he won't do it. He can't bring himself to do it. And he tries to convince him to, uh, look, let's agree that the game's over. Like, we still have that we're majority. That's we still can, rule yeah. number three. Let's agree to uh, end the game. Yeah. So he reaches, he says this to Sun Wu. He reaches down to help him up to be able to actually cast the official vote to be able to end the game. And he says, I can't Sun do it. Sun says, sorry, buddy. Stabs himself in the Grabs no, the knife. No, not even yet. He says, I can't do it. Uh, before that, the main character drops the knife or stabs it into the ground and tries to go finish the game and just win without killing him. Oh, yeah. And he walked right up to the triangle yeah. and wouldn't do it. Yeah. And he said, I can't do this. That Let's end it. Yeah. And his friend says, I can't. And then, like, murders himself. <laughs> yeah, stabs himself Suicide. right in the neck. Takes his own life in the neck. It's brutal. And then this main character just cries and cries and cries and cries. And I thought it was so um, interesting that, like, he was dead set on killing him. But at the end, he still forgave him and, like, found his humanity again, which would be hard to do at that point. Mm-hmm. And he was willing to give it all up, like, even after. Like, I was, I found myself saying, like, no, you've killed all these people. Like, you get that money. You can't just walk away from that money now. Like, yeah. you know, like, once you've killed, like, I don't know, once you've killed a couple, like, kill them all. <laughs> well, yeah, because then like, what's different? Like, if you quit at that point. Yeah, what's it all you're for? You're still going back to your gazillion dollars worth of debt. With all this trauma. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I was really conflicted at that point because I was like, he doesn't deserve to live. You don't deserve to live. And I just remember saying to Mark, like, how do you move forward with that money and that guilt? Like, how does this, you know what I mean? I don't know. You already know. But it was, it's, you got to watch this movie. That's all I got to say. It's like. So after the game, he kind of just. Well, yeah. Like you think it's sort of over. Like he's won this money. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be able to pay off his debt. Yeah, do whatever he wants to and get his daughter back. And he goes, uh, wakes up with the debit card down his throat. Basically, yeah, they yeah, dump they him. Shove it in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> with a debit card that's got forty six billion won on it. Mm-hmm. And um, he's so happy. Goes home to mom. Yeah, he's trying to find mom. Uh, mom's dead in the floor. Mm-hmm. Yep, because she didn't treat her injured foot. Yep. Um, they didn't ever really. They just flash forward a year right after that. Yeah, like they. Well, he kind of wanders around, and he's like. He doesn't. Uh, apathetic, kind not numb is a better word. Just numb, and he's like, I just he just doesn't know what to do at that point. Yeah. Like he's just, I can't imagine how that must feel. You know, um, I, I would have thought like they would have inserted some kind of storyline about him trying to find where his daughter was at that point. I but think they just left it. He just gave up on that. He didn't uh, want to use it. Yeah, he left it open because then you fast forward a year and. He has spent none of Yeah, money. he's just 
miserable. And he yeah. looks like a hobo. He's got long yeah. hair. He's completely not taking also, care of himself. I think that was a good writing choice because at the very beginning of the story, he was this guy who spent money that wasn't even his, mm-hmm. who was super in debt. And at the end, he had all this money. And he but didn't was so spend any of it. Guilty about having it that he borrowed money from other people. He continued to own. live. So it's kind of a like the same life that he lived before. It was like, well, yeah. what was it all for? I, there was a part that I saved that someone wrote, and they said um, it kind of looks on uh, looks at life priorities of, of, of adults, and it says at the end of the day, he didn't learn from any of his money problems. He inadvertently causing his mom's sufferings that led to her death. And I thought that was kind of uh, poetic, too, you know, talking about also, how many people have we encountered in life who blame their misfortune on others, on fate, on the government. You know, he never really took responsibility for any of that. He did. He didn't take responsibility at the beginning, but I definitely think he did at the end. And that's mm-hmm. why he didn't spend the money, because he mm-hmm. felt guilty and like he was responsible for every single death in the game and for his mom. So he felt if I spend this money, it's their lives I'm spending like this was their money yeah and i'm these just taking people. it and spending it like and it talked about um just how if if you don't get yourself in a position of such dire need then you don't make dangerous decisions that affect yeah you know i thought that was anyway so we find this hobo dude and spending any money and the bank's calling him and saying like hey let's get some returns on that money and yeah it's just sitting there doing nothing yeah um, he says, he basically says, no, not really. Borrows, <laughs> borrows, <laughs> borrows $8 from the, from the guy that, from the banker, uh, walks out and leaves. He's sitting on the beach, drinking a beer. Old lady comes up, right? His son's going down and says, you know, I haven't sold any flowers all day. Would you be interested in buying a flower? Yeah, I need to feed my family. Yeah. So he gives her what he's got left. Yeah. Uh, eight bucks. She gives him one flower, but the flower has a card. And it's a squid game. And it's got the squid game insignia on it. He turns it over and it says, you know, meet me at the top of this building at 1130. And it's signed your... Your best friend. Your gong boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the marble game. Yeah. So he's fired <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. he goes to... <laughs> marches up there. Yeah. Goes up to the top of the building. Sure enough, the old man is still alive. And, and there were little clues throughout all the episodes that kind of laid, lead up to that, but not big enough clues that you know. No. Unless when, you're paying. When you see who it was, like, I was wide You're like, what? Like, what? Yeah. Unless you pay, like, ultra attention. And I'm usually, catch like, on until. pretty good at that, and I didn't catch it at It at explains all. why Very he's so laughing. Very little clues that you'd have to watch it again to even know. Huge spoiler, by the way, people, but. Um, I mean. Yes. So the old man says to him. Um, I mean, he's pissed. He's like, you were part of this. This was you. This is terrible. How could you gamble with our lives? Like the main character's pissed. And I thought it was interesting. This part really stuck with me because the old man says to him, um, do you know what someone who doesn't have any money has in common with someone who has too much money that they don't know what to do with it? And, you know, you, there's kind of this pause and he says, Living is no fun for either of those people. And he says, if you have too much money, then it just doesn't matter what you buy, what you eat, what you drink, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. And he said, um, everything, it just gets boring. 
And he said, you know, that's sort of where we were. And he says, you know, we all kind of got together and decided to do this thing. And then the main character is just ticked because he's like, you know, you're, these are people's lives. And, and I just, I remember telling Mark, like, all of a sudden, like, not that I'm excusing it at all, but all of a sudden I'm like, it makes so much sense to me when you start thinking about sort of the wealthiest people um, and the shady choices they make. And I immediately went to sort of Epstein's Island, right? And like, that's not at all okay. But like, it made me go, I wonder if that was what it was like for them. Like, they just needed to feel something mm-hmm. and, you know, push some envelope. And they had already pushed all those things with because their so money made it available. A more, I think a more comparable uh, scenario rather than yeah, maybe I shouldn't Epstein's do that one. I know, I'm sorry. Is, uh, <laughs> I mean, look at uh, really successful athletes who make tons of money. Those guys gamble yeah. like it's oh. going out of style. Look at Michael yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Look at Charles Barkley. I think Robert I, Horry used to yeah. have some legendary trips to Vegas. And then they start having sort of it's these... because they're bored. Huge <laughs> scandals, <laughs> like, right? This is still yes. action for them. Yeah, and I had never thought of it. putting this amount of money on the line on... A card game or a golf game or whatever. Yeah, and you know, a hundred grand's nothing to them. Yeah, and, so and the old man and Gihun, while they're having this conversation, uh, sort of made a bet about the guy on the ground, drunk on the sidewalk drunk. outside. Yeah. He's yeah. dying, freezing to death. Yeah, so there's. It's you like know, you can't take that piece out of it, and I guess I'd never thought about it because I've I've never had that kind of money, but um, you know, you just. It's like with anything in life, right? You sort of keep up in the game and up in the scale and up in the risk involved and, you know, in lots of different ways. But I don't know. It had just never sat with me until he said that line at the end. And I was like, man, I'm not excusing it. But it just gave me a peek at that, maybe that piece of life that I hadn't thought of. So anyway, and then it continues, right? So we find out that... Old man dies. Um we find out that he is who to the front runner and all that. I don't think they say that. Yeah, they don't they say didn't. that. Okay. They kind of. They're the front man. Say enough that you can think that, but not nearly enough. We don't that really you can know. know for a hundred percent. But there's a lot of theories that he is the so, father of the main character or mm-hmm. the front man and the cop or. And you kind of get so this kind of look back um, when the VIPs came. They said, "Why isn't our host here?" And the front man says, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to greet you. You know, that's kind of all they tell him. And uh, you get this look back at this point and you see that um, the number one, the old man, was uh, the host of the VIPs. And so he was definitely the guy kind of running the thing. But he said he knew he was dying, and he said, I just wanted to have fun with my friends again. I just wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you understand why he's giggling and laughing in all the games. Because it's like, that was it was just fun for him again, because there was no nothing at stake anymore. You know, you know, he's this wealthy man who had done all these things, and um, there's nothing at stake again. He's just a little boy in the playground, you know, has nothing to win or lose. Yeah. It's just, just for fun. And um, I don't know. Man, all of that hit home, even though – it's just a shitty, <laughs> shitty series. <laughs> so you think the story's over. Uh, old man now passes away right there at, at the top of the ho- uh, top of the building. Yeah, you walk in and he can like barely speak. He's yeah. like clearly. Clock strikes twelve. Out. Old man dies. Gi Hyun leaves. You think it's over. 
But you the, see him on. He goes to, to the hair salon to the barber, gets cleaned up, gets a new hairdo. He dyes his hair red. I'm not sure <laughs> yeah, about. super. He sees like a picture of a Korean idol, and is like, "That's what I." Well, want. I thought it was funny because all those pictures he was looking at were a bunch of white people, women too. Oh, that's true. And they I were, thought, like, yeah. there's uh, again a kind it of a common a theme of. Mm-hmm. This Western influence, mm-hmm. which I've heard is very true, even for like Asian culture in general, because for a long time they were referred to as inferior and in that their genes were just inferior to Westerners. So I've Koreans, Koreans, Japanese people, kind there, of everybody. I've heard that they there's an interesting were, this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but uh, from watching as much. Anthony Bourdain, as I have his trips to Korea, some people he's close to, and even uh, David Chang, who's a famous chef who is Korean, and Ro Choi, who is my mm-hmm. personal favorite mm-hmm. chef, he is Korean. Korean culture has something called Han, which is like this inherent, built-in, guilty feeling, mm-hmm. suffering that you have to go through, through the course of your life through the course of uh, just your daily routine. <laughs> yeah. And there's probably, like, that's just been ingrained in their An element their DNA that. through the course of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, even there was a long, like, a lot of people believe that their face shape is, like, they are just less intelligent. And I don't believe that, but, like, a lot of people make that argument. So I feel like they're very... You know, lots of people... Well, and Americans are the worst about <laughs> deciding we're superior in every way. Well, I'm, you know? There is a lot of, uh, would you call it racism? Like between, like Japan and China, yeah. through the course of history, have hated each other. Yeah, yeah. they still do. I feel uh, like. Yeah. So yeah, competitive. Who Japan knows? and Korea I, hate each other too. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I agreed. Don't know in a long time. But he changes his hair. Yep. Yeah, back he on track. New hairdo is cleans up. He's got a sharp airport. new suit. He's getting on the train to go to He's the airport terminal. Terminal. Wait, he goes and gets the little. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes and gets the little boy. Goes and gets uh, 67's little brother. Gives him to. Uh, yeah, either pays <laughs> to just take him home. <laughs> we don't or really know this. Adopts part. him or whatever, and then drops him off with uh, a suitcase full of cash. Yeah. To the guy... Sun Woo's mom. Yep. And she says, oh, it's going to be great to have, you know, somebody to feed and just have some company around. And she looks for a jacket and opens that. And it's a ton of money with a note that says, this is your son's money I owe him or something. And it's like half the winnings. And then you show him in an airport. Yep. He walks off. Uh, Now he's in the airport. Sharp new suit. He's on the phone with his daughter saying, hey, I'm coming to see you. Got you a present. All the promises he's making yeah. again. <laughs> and as he's getting off the train, he looks through the train. Uh, he hears somebody screaming. Windows, and he can see the previous uh, business guy who recruited him to mm-hmm. go play Squid Games is now playing the same slapping the shit out of another yeah, playing the same <laughs> flipper game <laughs> slapping the shit out of this poor guy <laughs> and he decides he's gonna put a halt to it yeah it makes mad dash throws like, his stuff down has to go downstairs run underneath the train come back up the stairs they're already gone business guys inside the train looking out waving to him saying yeah 
He later, yanks homie. that business card out of that slapped man's hand and, and like, says, beats like, him up even more. Yeah, like, tells him, like, do not call don't them. Don't do this. Yeah. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. Takes it from him, sends him, gives him a handful of money, sends him on, on his way. He's now walking up the jetway to get on the airplane. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at the card. Yeah. And you're like, don't do it. Don't <laughs> do it. Way. Don't do it. So what does he do? He calls the number on the card. Yep. And he... Uh, they say, if you want to play, yeah, say you your name. Play, say your name and your birth date. And he says, uh, I'll, you know, something to the effect of, I'm going to stop this from yeah. happening. You can't keep ruining people's lives. And the voice of the front man says... Well, whoever it is, you don't know, know that it's It sounds man, like him. Says, says his name and uh, says yeah. that get be a, on that plane. that'd be a terrible idea why don't you get on your plane and go see your daughter yeah and final shot is him stopping hanging up the phone and turning around and walking back towards camera yes! back up the jetway yes that's it guys that's, like, that's it like we have no idea is he gonna go be the MC now and is he gonna be the front man is he gonna go um beat them all up and try to like stop it is he gonna go I don't even know right now. Like, he doesn't even know where it is, so he's going to have to sort of figure that out because the whole thing's a secret. But Yeah, well, that was my... Uh, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, what are you going to do? Because yeah. you have to... You don't know where it they is. They give you the secret code and where to meet to get in the van. If they don't they're want him there, they're not going to give They're not going yeah. to give him the code. They're not going to yeah. give him the meeting point. And he I doesn't can't. know where they're at. He doesn't know who no. to talk to to find anybody. No. The only I mean, person who knew was that cop who we're not sure who yeah. may or may not be Or dead. this wealthy dude that's walking around stalking people. I mean, he would just have Business to like... Man, yeah, it'd be dumb luck to run into yeah, him. You'd have to, to hang out in the train every day. Yeah. I don't even know. And I'm so sad because he keeps making empty promises to his daughter. But now it's like he's so focused. So like, has he changed that much? Because he's so focused now on shutting them down that he's going to disappoint her again. You know, I don't know. I mean, he needs to shut him down, but there's Why? just all everybody's these questions. There, everybody's there under their own free will. Well, and that and was the point, point they drew out. That's the point they drew out. Not only that, you came, came you didn't like it, you left, and then you came back again. Yeah. And you knew what you were doing the whole time. Yep. Like, so. you did this of free will. I mean, it just really challenges your, for me, sort of like, you know, what would you do to survive? What would you do to feed your family? What would you do? You know, you start really kind of thinking like, also, I don't, you know, you think, oh, I'm better than that. I wouldn't kill him. You're a monster. <laughs> I wouldn't kill him. But, but I killed, Make I did no, kill so, that. No such Listen, assumption. I did kill that one person, but I really only killed yeah. that one person only because killed I him had a little to. bit. Yeah. And I didn't kill him the way you did. I didn't murder him. I just <laughs> killed him. You are a murderer. I just killed a guy. I just did something and he ended up dead. But. You murdered the guy. <laughs> I mean, really, that's what it boiled down to. And you just start really thinking like. I don't, you know, what would take me there? I saved this one quote that I thought was interesting, but it says, um, you know, you have to think this series really pushes us to be vigilant with our choices because small and trivial ones may lead to something irreversible that will make us stake our life in the end. Um, And I just thought, dude, like that sort of for me says what I was trying to say to you. Like how far would I go to, to feed my family and to make, you know, just... And at one point, it wasn't even about the money. It was just about staying alive, you mm-hmm. know, just your will to survive. I don't know. Man, 
this is going to sit with me a long time. I don't know. What were you going to say, Harris? This goes back a little bit farther, but a lot of people are making the argument that you can't hate Song Wu because he's the most realistic, but I think that's an unfair argument because I think all of them were realistic in yes. different ways. Yes. They were all different reactions to the situation. I think Song so Wu early kinda... on had the goal in mind to win where lots of the other people were just trying to not end up dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it was Harrison, I love the way you think though cuz you're right. It's based on their trauma, based mm-hmm. on their history, based on the skills they had to survive, you know, everybody mm-hmm. had. I mean, I think you had the Thug guy in like head. He, yeah. he's a good example. That's all he knew. That's all, yeah, that's all he knew how to do was, was to bully people. Bully and cheat yeah. and And they stripped you down to that just basic core survival skills. Like that's you know, in the in the outfits, and they had that little like not even keds, like knockoff keds that like slipped on your feet, and that's all you had. Not even socks under them. It was just yeah. I know that's weird <laughs> shit to focus on, but I was like, who can like even play in those? They're stinky and sweaty, and and they had the same blood splattered clothes on all those days. I don't know. I know that's stupid stuff to focus on, but I think you're right. It stripped you down to like kind of your basic. Mm-hmm. I think all and of them were kind of reactions. everybody really was just trying to just make it through the day. Like it, I think at some point it stopped being about the money and it started being about survival. You know, the money was there, but I don't I don't feel like people were motivated I think, by it. Do you? No, at the not end? until you got closer to the end. Also, Even I then, the like it was money choice and the fact that the money wasn't important anymore goes back to the fact that when he played the flipping game, mm-hmm. he wasn't interested in the money when he the won slap. it. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Like You get so yeah. involved in playing and trying to survive and just trying to win that yeah. you forget that money is even there. It was even part of it. So because I don't of, think any of them, ultimately, it was about survival. It wasn't about winning that money. I don't think anybody cared about it at that point. It was like, I'm just going to get out of here, and you're not going to live and get this money because you don't deserve it. You know? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what it became. And then... Um, the other thing is, like, money didn't solve any of their problems. No. You know? Because it's, like, it's like uh, just your learned lifestyle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Your default setting or yeah, whatever. Which is why lots of... And there's again, so much the more. Like, I why can, lots of pro athletes yes. end up broke. Yes. Well, and, and that's why they're still committing crimes yeah. and raping women. And you know what I mean? All these things that, you know, you're like, they have everything. What are they doing? And it's like they're, they're all kind of... Still who they are at their core, and they're still chasing that high. I don't know. I could talk about this in like from five different angles for days. I'm. It's just like it's heavy, but I couldn't stop watching. Is there gonna be season two? I'm pretty positive. I hope so. Agreed. I but think I read a deal today that said uh, if the if the trend continues for yeah. their numbers, it will be the single most watched Netflix show, like Netflix Holy produced cow. show. Yet. And it's not Bigger even... than Tiger King. Holy cow. Yeah. And remember how popular yes. that was? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just... I want there to be a number two, but also I'm just scared they're not going to take it the way I think it needs to go. And I don't think that I told Harrison I was going to write the director and writer and he's like, he's not going to read your shit. But like, I feel like I need to make suggestions. He has translators or can read English. I feel like I have That's suggestions and I'm very concerned that he's not going to take it the way I need him Let to take it. Let me tell you what you need to do with also, your show. Second, That's, That's how invested that I am. You're a better writer than he is, even though he just wrote this. I needed to... I 
I need it to go the way I need it to go. I'm, I'm going to be so sad if, like, he becomes, like, the front man or something, you know? But also, I don't know. Makes an interesting story. I think it depends oh my on how they build his character to become yeah. the front man. I feel like he's got to be the guy that, like, I don't know. Because then, like, can he take him down? Because he participated, right? Like, he was a participant. So, like, it's like, can you, that's like saying, like, I did all of these mad, I also, murdered people. I only but, held the gun. Yes. Somebody else pulled my finger yeah. on the trigger. And, like, trigger. I, I murdered, but him. after <laughs> today, after today, there's no more murders, okay? Yeah, I have this murdered. Is the, this is the end. But this is where it I'm is. I'm quitting today. <laughs> this is the last, Just last like that, like every other addict you've ever heard, right? <laughs> so you're right. I mean, it's sort <laughs> your, of hypocritical. Your addiction shows up one way or the other. Yeah, and it's hypocritical kind of to end this game when yep. he also, had choices. I'm so. just going to talk about a theory. Do it. Um, Do it. There's a theory that number one, mm-hmm. which is an old man, and number 456, which was the last number, which mm-hmm. is a main character, are father and son, and that that is a symbolism thing, that number one is kind of the one that started the entire game. He's the boss yeah. that originated it, and number 456 is the one it. that's going to be, that is either the next one to start it or the one to end it. So he was the last person to enter, and he's going to be the last one to stop it. Dude. And, and that they could, like, and I went over that in school the other day, is that one thing about Asian theater, even since theater existed, is that they've always had more symbolism mm-hmm. present than anybody else. Well, I was going to ask you, too. So like, I think everything is symbolized. A lot something. of, because you watch a lot of anime. Yeah. There's, like, the father-son element mm-hmm. rears its head a lot. a lot too right yeah so a lot so i think yeah. that's and what i was gonna say is i don't i don't have enough experience to even talk about korean films or even anime but i mean i and i don't know what their budget was but they spared no expense like it, the music was great the well, acting I mean, to was look great at it, the, it's beautiful to look at yeah the set was amazing like i was just like this costume is design yes. is great. The actors yes. were some of the most popular in Korea. Yes. Like, I mean, it was so just, it's... it was good. And like, I know it was dubbed and, you know, we probably lost a That's lot. It's going to turn trans- off a lot of people. You're just yeah. going to have to get over that. Like, yeah. It's, it's definitely. And I feel worth... like we, we lose some of what their meaning is in translation because Harrison will tell me things and he'll know like what something means, you know, something subtle. And we miss it, I think, because we don't understand all of yeah. those elements because we know? don't have tiktok yeah <laughs> tiktok does help a lot because you get to see multiple opinions yeah. on the subject and so that can I think, help you start i definitely to think there was a lot more. tied i mean there was a lot in there we didn't catch probably because it was i just kept watching it and thinking like oh my god like uh and what would i do and how would i what would i you know if i if this was me if this was real life would i go would i kill people would i you know because there's a lot of things in there we didn't talk about where people aren't betraying each other they really are helping and they're trusting and they are loving and um you know with complete strangers like there is Mm -hmm. there are moments of compassion and just kindness and so it's just it's tough to know like you know what would i do and who would i be if i was forced i don't know (laughs) anyway I think the one thing I don't think put, the boys think that way, but I think that way. I think the one thing that kind of put me over the edge with Song Wu is that sixty seven was I they didn't say how old she was, but I'm assuming she was probably like 
They said she was young, so I'm assuming yeah. probably 20s. I was looking 19, and this 20. this is a 40-year-old man who just walked over and slit her throat as she was bleeding to death already. Yeah, she was going to die anyway. That was just yeah, over I feel like the it top. Was overkill. And that's what he said, said he over, spared her, that, but that's what he told himself to justify yeah, his actions. I think he just felt like he needed to win this because he deserved it. And I feel like that was... Yeah. Because he had been held in regard all those, you know, all his life. I mean, there's so many little subtle <laughs> things, don't you think? That you it's could like we could do this. Oh, we could pick each character apart and do a whole episode. Male entitlement. Yes, mm-hmm. we could do a whole episode on each just character story. I think yeah. like it's ridiculous. So well, I'm tormented. I intended to be in here for like twenty or thirty minutes, and we're now north of an hour and a half. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am tormented, and I am convicted and i am like all of it i'm sad Go watch it. like this dude did so good and everyone should watch it dubbed or undubbed i don't care yep go out of your comfort zone do mm-hmm. something new mm-hmm. and, and then email pick four podcasts and please <laughs> tell me what you think and like what number two is going to be like and if you would find my petition Squid to send to the game. director writer so that no. it can go our way okay please don't sign the petition <laughs> let's let's start a uh, squid game league here in town now. oh my gosh i don't know Dude. if i could hop on one <laughs> leg anymore i'm too old like, no happen? just the squid game so, squid game yeah but i can't hop okay. on one not leg. squid games proper i was about to say like, can we legally shoot people? Or is that too <laughs> no. no, he didn't mean that. He just meant like the little game where you yeah, push I each learn other. I want to play squid, le- uh, squid game. I I would probably break an angle and end squid up in some kind of Squid game and cricket. Those are two things I need to learn how to do in my life. Because you got to like hop around. Yeah, you got to play one-legged there mm-hmm. in the beginner. Okay, let's uh, Kay. be done. We've been in here for a minute. I appreciate y'all uh, agreeing to do this after our 30-minute conversation last night anyway. So, uh, this will be, let me turn this music down a little here. Uh, I did the math the other day, 40 consecutive weeks of pick four plus nine guest appearances on the other guys. So I've done 49 episodes in 40 weeks. This will be the point where we take a break. Uh, the anniversary is middle of October I'm gonna do one anniversary show and that will probably be all for October I'm gonna try to hunt I'm gonna try and not think about podcasts for a little bit because my brain is tired and I need a break so I appreciate y'all hanging with us uh, catch a uh, win loser time hosted by Cy King haven't said that with Landry Griffith appreciate uh, sticking with us we'll catch you next time